So to everyone listening, this is just your old friend Andy Bonnie telling you that any time that life, uh This is another episode of My Boss is John Carpenter, and I'm Andy. And I'm Tate. And this is another episode, and we're here to talk about Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in, in Little, Little China. China. Now, if we're coming across a little staticky or, or something, if it sounds like we're on CB radios, it's because we are. We are. Uh, we're driving... I'm- separate big rigs across the country right now and we're driving away from each other so uh the fidelity can be a little weird at times but you know i'm going i'm going towards little china in san francisco and obviously tate is going towards little china in New in new york and uh we're gonna figure out where's the big trouble 
Yeah, I mean, we assume that we'll hit the big trouble somewhere along the way in, in the middle, you know. I mean, honestly, watching this movie, I imagine that we're going to uh, encounter a bunch of shaman and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're, we're not stopping. We are both going non-stop. And at this point, I think we've been driving for, like, I don't know, eight, nine hours? I've been going for nine hours. I'm meth to the gills. I'm ready to blast. Yeah. Um, we're not stopping for bathroom breaks. We're not stopping for food. We're loaded up with whatever foodstuffs we're going to carry along the entire journey, which is why we're eating constantly because we right. have to keep our energy up. You and also, if right. you hear us pissing and shitting, that's because we're not stopping for bathroom breaks. Yeah. Uh, we both have a couple of Gatorade bottles that have been like cut open so that we can piss and shit into them. So if you hear something like that, just... Rest assured that it's just us, one of us, taking a piss or shit. Thank you. Yeah. Also, I apologize to anyone that really hates the sound of people eating uh, close to their ears, which actually is me, and I'm going to have to edit this. Um, I I feel your pain, is what I'm saying. But we're not going to stop. Fuck the haters, that's what I say. Big Trouble in Little China. This movie is great. Um, it's it's very very fun. I I would wager to say it might be like the most like high energy John Carpenter movie to date that that I've seen. I feel like it is like this one is much more of an action movie than it is like because John Carpenter stuff tends to be like horror. Or, you know, something uh, something of that nature, like something like kind of thrilling. And this is a lot more like funny and like it, it like Kurt, Kurt Russell's character in this movie just like really fucking kills me like the entire He's so time. funny. He's so funny. And like and this is a definite like comedy, like a purposeful comedy, you know. I mean, it's an action comedy, but um, it struck me while I was watching it that, like, uh, we haven't had, like, a a purposeful John Carpenter comedy like this since Dark Star. That's true. You know? Yeah, for sure. This movie is written to be funny. 100%. Uh, Yeah. Should we... Okay. Should we jump right into the the breakdown of this movie? Yeah, let's, uh, let's just get into the breakdown of this movie. So, the opening scene is a man named... Egg Shin? Is that his last name? Egg Shin, yeah, I think so. Uh, Talking to someone that, I mean, you find out as a lawyer in kind of a shadowy, dark office. Um, The lawyer is played by Deep Throat from the X-Files. Obviously. That's how I know him. Yeah. It was very, very fun to see him, because this is the only other thing I've ever seen that guy in. (laughs) (laughs) And in the X-Files, he's a very, like, can you trust him? Can't you trust him? Kind of guy. So I expected him to be a big, important character in this movie. And but he was only literally, he was literally only in the first scene for what? 60 seconds. Yeah. Something like that. And we, we found out why too. It's because, uh, the opening scene was not originally in the movie. Yes. The opening, the original opening scene, I think was supposed to be what Kurt Russell driving down yeah. the road in his, uh, pork in Chop the Express. pork chop express. Yeah. Pork Chop Express. The Pork Chop Express. But 
Uh, apparently, people didn't realize in early screenings or something that Kurt Russell was supposed to be the hero, which is only made clear by the opening sequence because the rest of the movie, he's really just kind of there. Yeah, the rest of the movie, he's kind of a bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't even think it was like test screenings. From what I read, it was just the studio that was like, we don't, we don't think. It, the hero doesn't seem heroic enough. And so they added in this opening scene where this egg guy, which he becomes a very integral part of the movie later on, but but like he's talking to a lawyer for some reason that I still don't understand. And he's yeah. saying like, we owe Jack Burton our lives. Jack Burton acted heroically, you know, like which Jack Burton is, is a hero. Right. Which is very at odds with what happens in the rest of the movie. I mean, no, seeing where the this literal character goes, entire rest of the movie. Yeah, seeing where this this egg shin character goes, there is nothing that happens in the movie that would make him be like, "Wow, Jack Burton is a hero." Jack Burton did all the right things. Jack Burton shot a gun into the air and bonked himself on the head with a piece of stone and missed most of a karate fight. What a hero. Yeah. Sorry, if you hear us eating, it's because we're on a long road trip. Separate long road trips. Um, <coughs> Andy is just... You okay? <sighs> Sorry, that was, a big, that that was a big hunk of a bagel. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was so big, I thought it was a breadstick. <laughs> Um, something about the, the opening scene of this movie and, and, and it, it came up throughout like various times of the, the rest of the movie too that we'll get to, but something about a lot of it, like the mood and the tone of it reminded me like kind of of like, like classic, like point and click, like adventure games, like those like old, like MS DOS games where you're like, you know, I don't know, like it, it, there's something about the moodiness and the shadows and yeah. and like just 80s the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess flimsy so. setup. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. And like the mysticism, you know, and and maybe because in those games you always play as the outsider, as like the the person who doesn't know what's going on has to have everything explained to you. That's true. Which is what Jack Burton is in this movie. Yeah, hundred In a funny way, this like and this was this predates like those kind of games, you know, um, because this came out in '86. 85 or 86, something like that. I think 86, because I remember looking at it today and being like, oh, man, like, Carpenter didn't have any movies that came out in 85, and 85 was kind of like a big year for movies, in, yeah. my, in my mind. I mean, I had Back to the Future and Goonies, and really, what more do you need? I mean, that's a big year. Yeah. There's I no way. that's why he skipped it. There's no, there's no two ways about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he skipped that year, is because he was <laughs> like, I can't compete with those two He movies. was like, Back to the Future, Fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Egg shows... Oh, because the lawyer is like, you expect me to believe all this stuff? Which also, like, is funny because, like, why, we don't need another character doing that. Like, Jack yeah. Burton is the character who's doing that throughout the movie. Yeah. This lawyer character is entirely superfluous. Yeah. Um, but when he's like, you expect me to believe that it was all magic and whatever, and, like, you know, you got to show me something, and then Egg like create some lightning in between his hands. Yeah. I was actually pretty impressed that like about with that lightning effect. Like I thought it looked pretty good. Oh yeah. And uh, I also liked that his answer was a hard yes. He's like, you expect me to believe that? And he does like the uh, lightning thing. And he's like, yes. And it's yeah. like, Oh, 
And then I don't know the the guy still I can't quite remember, but I think the the lawyer guy might still kind of be like, mm, all right, <laughs> like, you know, like like it's like nah, still not sure. Oh, that was some impressive lightning, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> if you're a person of color. How can I trust anything you say? <laughs> um, and then we cut to what? Also, his name is Egg. His name how is can Egg. you? How can you trust somebody whose name is Egg? Like, give me a fucking break. Yeah, I, I do wonder. Like, if I, if I met someone in the world and they were like, I was like, "Hey, I'm Tate. And what's your name?" And they're like, "Egg." I don't know how I'd react. But then again, also. It also like having a name that is pretty uncommon, that is pretty improbable to hear just out in, in daily life. Maybe I have a little bit more sympathy for it. Yeah, but I I feel like it's a difference between like saying your name is Tate and saying your name is like Potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or it's like, what's your name, Tate? Okay, that's like a name. What's your name, Potato? Uh, <laughs> when, mm. why? Okay, <laughs> interesting. What's your yeah. name? Uh, uh, you know. Chang. Okay. Yeah. Asian guy name. What's your name? Egg. Egg? Egg. Egg. Like an egg? Yes. But is that like a is that like a different is that like a name from another language or is it just like the English word egg? Uh well, I mean it seems like it's the English word egg, which is I'm gonna go out on a limb here, not Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I will admit that I have not uh, looked into the etymology of the English word egg, so I don't know where it comes from. I've definitely not either, but I'm going to venture a guess that it is not a traditional Chinese man's name. Just Not as far as I know. Not as far as I know either. And if the two of us don't know, then it probably isn't. It definitely doesn't exist if the two of us don't know. And also, I feel like this is a segment. It's called... This is a segment... This is a segment. It's called Agree to Agree. Agree to Agree. And we just did it. Yeah. (laughs) What a great segment. Oh, man. I love that segment. Um, Okay. So we get into the actual movie proper, which is where the movie should have began to begin with, um, which is this like really moody shot of it just looks like a hilly road in the middle of nowhere and it's rainy and it's overcast and you start to see the credits and then a truck you know, comes over the horizon, dips down the hills. It's a really good shot. And it's the Pork Chop Express. The Pork Chop Express. The Pork Chop Express. And as far as I can, as far as I can remember, I don't think that he's ever towing. Oh, there we go. Okay. Keep going. No, uh, I just had to crack open that beer. I don't think that he was ever towing a load. Like he was just always driving around. No, no, he is at the beginning. When, when we first see him, he is he's he's towing a trailer because then when he finally pulls into Chinatown, then that's when they're like unloading like the pigs and stuff. He's he's hauling live animals. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Okay. Which by the way, I guess I'm from well I'm from Kansas City. I I I don't think as far as I can recall that Kansas City has a Chinatown or a you know little. You've you've country. never lived someplace with a little China? Well, that's what I was gonna ask. Is like I thought I thought typically they were called I thought typically it was called Chinatown, not Little China. Am I wrong about that? Am I is this me being very provincial and ignorant of the world? Um, I honestly I only know about Little China from this movie because usually it is like Chinatown or something like that or like Koreatown or yeah. 
Italy town or something. Well, Little Italy is a thing I've heard of. Yeah. But, but like, just like Little China, like, oh, like, oh, we're in also, San Francisco. We're in Little China. Also, I'm pretty sure throughout the entire movie, they're saying, like, they're referring to that part of town as Chinatown, right? Not yeah. as Little China. Am I wrong about that? I didn't uh, pay attention to it when we were watching it. I think I think that you're right actually. Uh maybe maybe it's like uh Big Trouble in Chinatown doesn't it doesn't have the same big ring. Big Trouble in Little China like the big and little thing. It's yeah. probably a marketing thing. Well, it definitely ha- it definitely has more of a ring to it than saying like Big Trouble in Chinatown. Oh, wait, but that actually reminds me. Um I I saw after I watched the movie uh, I saw a piece of trivia on IMDb. So again, who knows how true this is? Yeah. But you know when the when the titles come up, and it like first you see the Chinese characters, and then you see Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, apparently, <laughs> what I read was that the the Chinese characters translate to uh, evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state. Ooh, I like so, that. I was I I thought it would be uh, big trouble in regular China. <laughs> <laughs> it's just trouble in China. <laughs> I like it. So again, who knows? Um, okay, so I was immediately struck by the music, which I the the music that plays at the beginning when uh, when we're first introduced to Kurt Russell's character. I'm pretty sure is the song from the end credits. Which we can, I guess, talk about once we get to that point, or maybe yeah. we want to do it now. I don't know. Maybe was it this, was music? it the same song? I thought it was, but just like the instrumental version. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that would make sense because, especially, especially with as pertains to that song. Yeah. Well, knowing who it was written by and who it was performed by, is this is this a, is this a segment of Music Corner? This is a, this is a segment. It's called a segment. Music Corner. This is a music Corner, baby, our classic segment. One of uh, our fan favorites. Um, so the ends. Uh, something that we talked about in the uh, watch along that really gets me is uh, the end. The end song really does that thing where like it's like a theme song for the movie mm-hmm. so it's like giving you like all of like the beats and stuff and it's going like big trouble little yeah. china big trouble yeah hell yeah like full like 80s style like it's like borderline like ghostbusters like it's yeah pretty much telling you everything <laughs> that's going on but they saved it for the end of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah, um, which we were both. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear the uh, full length audio commentary watch along that we did for this movie, yep, go over and subscribe to our Patreon, baby. Which Patreon, is, which definitely is up and running by the time you hear this episode. You, it, I certainly hope it will be, especially <laughs> if you're listening to this about two months in the future. <laughs> um, uh, y- yeah, um, and so. Uh, the thing that we both lamented when we were hearing that song over the end credits was that like that just doesn't really happen anymore, you know? Oh, I lo- I love those like kind of theme songs where it's like, I wish there was something like at the end of the Matrix instead of a Rage Against the Machine song or something where it's like it's the Matrix. 
Neo is the one. Oh, and he's gonna do some stuff. Maybe change his body or something. Save the world from the machines. And then he flies! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... But yeah, so but but that 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 song was well, we saw that it was written by John Carpenter and performed by the Coop DeVilles, which, which is John said Carpenter's before, band. John Carpenter's band with uh, definitely Tommy Lee Wallace, who has worked on some movies before, and if I'm not mistaken, I think Nick Castle also, who was the shape himself, fucking old dirty, dirty Dick, Dick Nick, Nick. <laughs> dirty Dick Nick. He's got to be in that band. He's I'm pretty g- sure he was like the bass player, which just you, seems right. You know that motherfucker plays bass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's gotta get the. He's gotta get those funky bass lines. Be big trouble in little China. <laughs> which okay, so in that song, there's clearly two voices. Right, there's yeah. clearly two vocalists. So one is the deep voiced, who I when I first heard it, I thought was Kurt Russell's voice. Yeah, which maybe I I, I maintain still might be. There's there's no proof that it's not. Uh, and then and then there's the high pitched voice. Mm-hmm. But let's say let's take Kurt Russell out of the picture and let's say the only options are John Carpenter, uh, Dirty Dick Nick, and um, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace. Yeah, who do you think? Which voice do you think belongs to which person? Uh, okay. Uh, my, my voice, my money is on the high pitched voice. That's gotta be dirty dick, Nick. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. John Carpenter. He's, he's laying it down. He's giving you the big trouble. He's, he's giving you that. And then dirty dick, Nick, he's playing the bass and he's going to get up there. Little China. (laughs) See, I had it flipped around. I, really I, you think I, I john thought, carpenter is doing the high pitch stuff yep, yeah oh man because i think he's a bit of a wiener in real life i i, I can't disagree with that yeah i mean not really like he seems like a really cool guy i don't i don't mean that as like a diss i just mean like he seems like a total nerd in the way that would be like you know what i mean like he, he's just got a very wienery falsetto you're yeah, yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah. And also, like, seeing him with his, like, in his old age with his, like, wispy hair and stuff, you know, I, I'm just... Totally. Yeah. Yeah, John John Carpenter, after, what, like, the mid-80s, he starts to look like the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> or, like, David Lopan from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely starts to uh, inhabit his characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I think because Nick Castle is such a big guy. That he would he would have the the low voice of you know, you know. I I just I just like the idea of old dirty Dick Nick like being the one who's he's got he's got that Michael Jackson voice you yeah, know, yeah like going way up high. I also like that for both of us, Tommy Lee Wallace doesn't factor into it at all. No, not even not even a little bit. Because I think I'm I don't know this at all, but I imagine he was the drummer. Yeah, the drummers drummers always the worst part of every band. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Keith Moon can go fuck himself. Um, okay, so Pork Chop Express. Uh, he's eating a big sandwich. He's, I he's love. I I just love him driving down the road. He's eating a big sandwich. He's doing his like horseshit monologuing. Like, he's he's completely monologuing. And like I brought up during the watch along, 
there's no evidence that anybody is communicating with him. There's no evidence that his CB radio is turned on. Yeah, no. I, yeah, absolutely. He's just like, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like eating an enormous sandwich like the entire time. Is, yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I kind of wish I would have like transcribed his his whole like monologue here because it kind of sort of comes in like two or three parts and it's just really fun. Oh, yeah. Well, my favorite thing is. Well, you tell him what old Jack Barton says, and there's uh, the checks in the mail. Yeah, Chomp. and then he takes a big old, <laughs> a big old delicious bite from that big old hoagie that he's got. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did write when that was happening when I was first watching. It, I wrote down this guy is the shock jock of Shruckers. Oh my god, he's he's talking at people, and he's just being like he's like offering unsolicited advice that sounds kind of shitty. Yeah, he's he's kind of like a Dr. Phil uh, like slash like Howard Stern yeah. of like CB radio stuff where he's just like, here's a bunch of bad advice and a weird point of view. Yeah, exactly. My ex-wife, uh, you can clearly tell the reason she's not married to me anymore just by the way that I talk. She started getting old and became ugly and I didn't like that. Meanwhile, I remained an 80s mulleted beefcake. No, I've got my tank top on and I'm ready to go. And then he takes a big old bite of a sandwich. Chomp. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, I said it during the thing, but I'll, I'll say it again. This absolutely supports my running investigation i'll call it an investigation yeah into people uh talking at inanimate objects in john carpenter movies because he's doing that hardcore and kurt russell i think is the uh number one culprit too yes he is i think definitely because like uh the thing where he he curses out the chess computer (laughs) yep Um, just for beating him right that also feels like a Jack Burton-y kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, this thing is fucking broken. It right. beat me again. Oh, <laughs> you never know until you try. <laughs> um, okay, and then did you notice in the opening credits it says, like, the screenwriters, who I don't remember their names, but there was two credited screenwriters, and uh-huh. then it said adaptation by a guy. And I was like, what? I was like, this is based on something? And I, when I, did, I did some reading after I watched the movie that the, okay, the, uh, the two guys who wrote the original screenplay, right? They wrote it, well, they wrote it as a Western, which we talked a little bit about. Um, yeah. And which I, I still think sounds like an awesome idea. Um, they wrote it as a Western and then they, like, they uh, showed it to, like, some studio head, I guess 20th Century Fox or something. And the studio heads, they, they bought it. So they're like, okay, this is ours now. You know, you got I'm stuff. Rupert Murdoch and I like this <laughs> movie. Yeah, I think, I think it was that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were doing like Rupert Murdoch as Jack Burton. <laughs> like, I'm Rupert Murdoch and I dog. drive a truck and I'm going to eat a big sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> this is the shrimp on the Barbie Express. Oh, I'm going to eat it. Oh, God, God, God. <laughs> well, okay, so so the studio bought it, and then they, but they they hated it. Apparently, they're like they thought they were like this is a terrible script, but they bought it anyway. And then they hired someone to rewrite it, and the 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 guy that rewrote it like completely overhauled it and changed it to be like a modern day thing, and changed a whole bunch of stuff about it. 
And then there was like a legal battle that they like the studio didn't want to give the original two writers any credit at all. Yeah. And they and then the the Writers Guild of America like ruled that like no, like you have to give them credit. And so the the third the guy that's credited in the movie with uh the adaptation by is the is he he adapted it, quote unquote, from the original screenplay. Like he so like it's not based on a book or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like he like they had they, that was their way of settling, like to give the original two screenwriters credit for writing it, and then also their screenwriter, the studio screenwriter, for some sort of credit. It. Yeah, for yeah, exactly for unshitting it. But then also apparently, like John Carpenter himself did a lot of changes to it. You know. Yeah. Um, which don't get credited at all in terms of writing or anything like that. But oh, what an injustice! I know. <laughs> yeah, if only those two original screenwriter screenwriters who had the actual ideas and all of the things that made this movie happen had if been wiped from the earth. If only they had stood down, then John Carpenter could have gotten so much more credit for this. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I just thought that was a really like interesting thing. Uh, I think that's been another edition of things that Tate finds interesting that no one else finds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a segment. That was a segment. Um, so then we see Jack get to Chinatown. They're playing some game that we couldn't figure out. Certainly not. Until it becomes dominoes. And once it becomes dominoes, it's very easy. But the game before, it seemed like Jack was like way ahead, right? Well, yeah, he ends up winning a bunch of money. Yeah. But I I don't know how. Who knows? 80s gambling. You 80s know? gambling. Um, I wrote down Wang has style, because he does. Oh, that fucking uh, fedora? Fedora, oh. scarf. It, it's He's wearing like a plaid scarf and a plaid shirt that I couldn't tell one from the other. They blended together so well. But they were separate pieces. And then he's also wearing a leather tie. Yeah. Which... Takes balls. Yeah. And let me just say, he pulls it all off. I mean, I got to say, when your name is Wang, you got to you gotta pull that thing out. You know what I'm talking about? Wear that leather tie. You got to... <clears throat> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Choking on <coughs> a big sandwich. Um, when you're a Wang, you got to make some moves, is what I was going to say. When you're a Wang, you got to make some big moves. Um. Uh, the flip side of that is that I, I I couldn't make heads or tails of Jack's wardrobe at the beginning of the movie. No, he he had uh, he had that weird uh, like. Wait, is this Fashion Corner? This is oh, this is a segment. This is a segment. It's called Fashion Corner. It's Fashion Corner. Uh, so Jack, as I recall, during this point was wearing was it was, was this where where he was wearing the drug rug with the with the matching shirt? <laughs> the, the drug rug with like a matching like sort of like western duster over it yeah yeah with yeah a, with a harley davidson baseball cap yeah hell yeah. yeah just you know classic 80s style like trucker wear oh yeah and also carrying saddlebags oh a hundred percent yeah like, who doesn't carry saddlebags well i do i obviously do too we're carrying them right now yeah i'm wearing mine right now i've got I got a bunch of weed in one side and a bunch of whiskey on the other. I've got gold bars in one and more gold bars in the other one. Hey Tate, you wanna you wanna trade some weed for some gold bars? No. <sighs> we'll talk about this after the episode. 
I don't I don't do illegal things, Andy. Yes, these are legally gotten gold bars. <sighs> and my weed is illegal. Okay, fine. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about this after the episode, but I think I think that I can I think I can get you on board. We'll see what happens maybe on a break or something. We'll see what happens by the end of this episode. Okay, that's fine. No promises. That's fine. Well, we got a bunch of big sandwiches and I don't know how we're going to uh, eat all these big sandwiches without Ooh. smoking all this weed. That's a good point. All right. Well, we'll 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 come back to that. We'll figure it out. Um, so, uh, Wang has lost a bunch of, well, they've been, they've been there gambling all night long because the sun has come up and Wang has lost all his money to Jack. Yeah. And, um, he, this, this actually happens throughout the movie where they keep saying nothing or double, which I always thought the phrase was double or nothing, but, uh, maybe it's just me getting a little bit on my, like, it's Chinatown, not little China. (laughs) (laughs) It's double or nothing, not nothing or double. But it sounds weird, right? Doesn't it to say to like go up someone you're gambling and be like nothing or double? Most people, I feel like, would be like what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not common, but I, I like like we brought up like Little China is not common either. <laughs> so maybe nothing and nothing or double is uh the the parlance in little china yeah i don't know this is making me feel like i'm maybe i'm just an asshole (laughs) uh white privilege white privilege okay 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 you're right i i'm a big part of white privilege is is being really stringent about gambling terms that's true um okay so but anyway so wang bets him that he can't cut this bottle in half with a meat cleaver that he has from somewhere and uh, it doesn't work. He's not able to do it. Uh, but it's a very important moment of foreshadowing uh, because Jack Burton catches. He, uh, he tries to chop the bottle and yeah. Jack catches it and he says, it's all in the reflexes. That's right. And I, I know that um, I know that he doesn't actually say this in the movie. But every single line that Jack Burton has, I want it to end with baby. Like at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all in the reflexes, baby. You know, like He may as well end every line with that kind of yeah. thing. Where it's like, it's like, oh, it's all in the reflexes, handsome. It's all yeah. in the reflexes, pilgrim. Right, right. A pilgrim. That's probably what he wants. Because I did read that that he like he he did like Kurt Russell actually like base it on John Wayne. Which is very totally clear. makes sense. You know, yeah, you don't have to. I mean, that was my first thought when I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh, he's doing a John Wayne thing." And then I was like, eh, "Maybe not so much as the movie goes on." But then I guess he was. As you're driving a truck, Pilgrim, you yeah. gotta know that eating a big sandwich is super cool, <laughs> and that's what Jack Burton has to say. Um. So so then Wang owes Jack a bunch of money because mm-hmm. I have it with him. Yep. But then he's like, uh, I'll go pick it up. And Jack's like, the hell you will, you know. I'll Where go- I'm you. gonna I'm gonna go with you there, pilgrim, to make sure that I get fucking paid. Right. And and so Wang has to he he then lets it slip or whatever that he has to he's supposed to go pick up his fiance from the airport who's flying in from China. And he and then so Jack drives him to the airport and he hands Jack a picture of his fiance, who I thought was Kim Cattrall. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to talk about that too much. But uh, <laughs> um, 
Jack says something really weird when like he he's when Wang hands him the picture. He's like, yeah, I'm going to pick her up. And, like I'm super like I'm nervous. I'm excited. Like I love her. Like I'm going to marry her. You know, he hands he hands Jack the picture and Jack is like, oh wow, never done one of those before. Yeah, I was like, huh. And then he sort of like quickly is like picked someone up from china i mean <laughs> i've never fucked an oriental before <laughs> that is to say picked him up from the airport <laughs> that's really what it feels like like yeah. it really feels like he's covering for like saying something really fucked up yeah hell yeah um but so then they get to the airport and they're waiting and they he sees kim cattrall yeah um and, and she's and she's literally just hanging out. She's waiting for someone, someone else. Yeah, yeah. But Jack is very like he sees her and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Glasses come down. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is ready to talk to her. He's like very ready. What's going on there, girl at the airport? You want to go get fucked in a uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, diesel the, the, truck? The, yeah. <laughs> You wanna you wanna go get the pork chop down in the pork chop express? Okay, this brings up a point of why is it called the pork chop express? And we discussed this, but it's gotta be sexual, right? It's gotta be, and I feel like the express part is the important part. Yeah, it doesn't last long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's there. He's ready to bust. Is this? A, do you remember in um, Starman when? Um, the the gross hunter guy offered Karen Allen a shot of pork. Yeah, you remember that? Hell yeah! It feels like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the same thing. Yeah, like a shot of pork and pork chop express are the same, same in the in, in along the same spectrum of like a euphemism for a dick. Oh yeah, totally. It's like it, like you may it, he may as well be driving the hot beef injection or something <laughs> like that. Where it's like, oh, we're riding the hot beef express. You want to get on this uh, thick slab. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. So then, um, so the, the, the gang shows up, the, 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 the three guys. Yeah. What are they? Lords of death. That's what they're called. The Lords of death. Lords of death, which as we said on the thing, it definitely sounds like a metal band. Oh, super metal. Yeah. And, and they're generally, they're generally pretty metal, I would say. Like they've got they got like big they got weird costumes. Yeah. They can fly. They well, no no, the well these guys aren't the wait a minute. Oh, I, I, I was thinking about the uh I was thinking about the uh the guys with the hats on. You were thinking about the uh the, the three uh what do they call those guys? The three wieners. The three wieners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what you're thinking. Of, the three wieners. Okay, I was thinking about the three wieners. Sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, this because this is when they're still at the airport and we got like like Biff's backup guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the like you said at the Inuit like sunglasses yeah. things. Yeah. Um. They, I okay. We so we both watched this movie individually, and yeah. then. We just watched it again tonight, right before we recorded this. Correct. And I still do not understand what Kim Cattrall's character was doing at the airport, who she was picking up. She was picking up someone, I think, named Tara. and But I don't know why Tara is important. She shows up one more time after the airport scene, and then that's it. 
Yeah. Uh, but she was the person that this Lords of Death were originally trying to kidnap. But then they got distracted and ended up kidnapping Wang's fiance. Yeah. I just I don't I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this scene and it's not super clear. Because they they start off going after the one Asian woman. Is this is this the same scene where they're going after yeah. one Asian woman and then like that that gets foiled and they go like, "Oh, and they just like grab another one." Wang's yeah, <laughs> girlfriend who happens to have green the eyes. perfect green eyes that right. they need. Right, right, and right. And then also Kim Cattrall is there, so she gets picked up too, or something, right? Well, no, she doesn't get picked up. She she runs away with Tara, the girl that she was picking up. She she gets away from them, but they but 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 Wang's fiance, who I think is named, uh, it's like it's like. It, it's I, I looked in the credits. It's Dong Shlong. It, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> no, come on. Let's be serious here. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's like it, it's spelled M A or M I A O, but they keep saying it like meow. Yeah. And uh, so I guess her name is Meow. Um, but uh, she gets taken, but Kim Cattrall gets away with Tara, and then. Uh, they all sort of end up in the parking garage. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Jack and Wang almost get run over. Um, and then Jack's really pissed off and he says, he says, he, says, he must pay, right? Isn't that what he says? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, or he, Something weird like that. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, scum must pay, or like yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was something like that. But it's like, do you know who you're going after? It's just like some guy. No, he doesn't. He has no idea. <laughs> so he's just like, he must pay. Like who? Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. That that guy. Yeah. That whoever guy. Whoever that fucking guy was. Right. I would love to see him if Wang was like, who are you talking about? Yeah. And Jack's like, well, that guy. Yeah. Um, um, should we take a break here real quick? Yeah, this is a good point to take a yeah, break. Yeah, let's take let's take a break here real quick. And then we'll come back with more my boss's John Carpenter. After this. And we're back. We're back. Um, so uh Jack and Wayne give chase. It sounds weird to say Jack and Wang in the yeah. same <laughs> sentence. Just Jack and Wang's around. Yeah. Um, they give chase. They pull into an alley and they see a funeral procession. Um, a bunch then, of a bunch of uh, white clad people doing like a funeral. Yeah. And Wang gives a little bit of uh, backstory into this for Jack because Jack doesn't know shit. Yeah, of course. But then. From behind, you see the man with the meat cleaver. Yeah, yeah. Bunch yeah. of ninjas coming up. <clears throat> yeah, um, and Wang is like, "Oh shit, this is not good." Yep. And then uh, a, 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 an entire like gang fight breaks out. Ninja gang fight too. A ninja gang fight, but with Tommy guns. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of guns at first. 
the everybody who has a gun apparently gets killed pretty quickly and then uh all of the karate fighting guys are left at the end yeah um sorry i'm taking a bite of sandwich that's all right it's a pork chop express um, this was like kind of the first <laughs> sorry <laughs> That sandwich is just so fucking big, Tate. You I know. Just gotta, and like, I took too big of a bite. Too. I'm, it's a, it's okay. You just gotta like really get it together. <clears throat> my eyes are always bigger than my stomach. <laughs> um, this was like kind of the first like real gunplay that we've seen in a John Carpenter movie since Assault on Precinct Thirteen and a Half. Yeah. Um, and and even this stuff is kind of light because there's. People that get gunned down immediately. There's some gunplay, and then the gun guys are all dead, and then yeah. it's time to karate fight. Yeah, then it becomes like a kung fu movie. Yeah. And so uh, they all get together, and uh, I, I I really like how helpfully they were color-coded. Like, the, yeah. the guys in yellow are like your friends, and the guys in red are the bad guys oh yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. um <clears throat> and jack and wang don't do shit throughout this entire fight they just sit in the truck and they like, literally like, just sit there and watch it yeah but jack does pull out his knife which i think is really funny oh yeah totally. he, he pulls out his knife and uh and it like seems like he's like at the ready but he's definitely not gonna get out of his truck to actually do anything no for sure it's it, it's totally for show he yeah. kind of he he's he's kind of like, oh, like should we do something? And then no, they just watch people fight for a while, right? Um, and then we? this this is where we first see the uh, the flying guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we might have. I think we just barely skipped over the fact that we that this that like right before they pull into that alley and see that fight is when we see the Egg Fu Young tours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, his big bus, Egg Shin. Yeah, yeah. Which again, this should have been his just introduction in the movie. You know, yep. um, he's just guiding white people around, telling them the history of of San Francisco. Really, it seems like. Yeah, in general, but like you know, his his tour is called the Egg Fu Young tour so he's probably giving a lot of you know like uh backstory on like orange chicken and <laughs> you know just like chinese food that like like yeah. americans would be familiar with right right there is like like that like him like his tour company being called a few young and stuff and and clearly catering to like white tourists and then a couple points throughout the movie of like the characters um essentially appealing to Jack Burton's whiteness. Oh yeah. Uh, is kind of a running thing throughout this movie, which, which only like serves to hammer home the fact that like Jack Burton is a dumbass and like he's out of his depth. And, oh yeah. Like this is like, <clears throat> this is like, uh, you know, like this, like the, like the stuff that's going on in this movie and in this, Air, this 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 neighborhood is like about Chinese mythology and and like people with Chinese heritage and stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I I'm struggling to say 
just Chinese, but that's because as we said, when we were watching it, it's like China is not just one culture. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, but the movie definitely presents it as that, you know, um, For sure. Uh, and we'll get to the, to the things that go on later on with, with, with Jack being like, with people sort of play placating to his ignorant whiteness, you know? Yeah. Um, but okay. Uh, so there's, so there's the street fight. There's the arm break in the street fight. Yeah. Which again, it was that. also, uh, I felt like maybe it was a purposeful callback to assault on precinct 13 and a half when that happens in that movie. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then, yes. And then we see, uh, yeah, the three, the three guys, the three wieners. Is that what you called them? The three wieners. The three yeah. wieners. <laughs> and one of them definitely looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. A thousand percent. They're all wearing, they're all wearing kind of like modified like Raiden hats. Like they're, they're, their hats really command attention. Well, their hats are, yes, they're, they're impossible to ignore. Yeah. Uh, because they cover their faces. Yeah. And until they, lean back enough that you can see their faces yes and then you can see like the hilarious mugs that they're like doing underneath like yeah their, uh, i'm gonna say pretty cool hats they're pretty cool yeah um but one of them is like shooting lightning all around definitely looks like raiden and that was my first thought too is i was like oh yeah he's raiden I, and i read that that he like he was the inspiration for the, the the creators of the Mortal Kombat video game like they used him as like and his look he damn he well should have been it's yeah. like the exact same like character it's the same yeah it's the exact same they also apparently used uh Lo Pan as the inspiration for the evil uh, sorcerer Shang Sun yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 obviously yeah of course I mean duh I mean give me a fucking break um. Uh, oh, and so then, okay, so they run over Lopan. Well, <laughs> Wang says, like, let's get out of here. And I guess Jack takes that to mean drive straight forward. Yes, drive. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like reverse out of this alley that we just pulled into, but no. <laughs> no, he goes, he goes straight forward. He is going over, uh, he tries to go over uh, all of the three wieners and they dodge him with, heroic leaps and like flying around and stuff. And then low pan, low pan is standing <clears throat> there and he straight up hits low pan <laughs> and low yeah. pan just goes down. But then low pan is just like back up. Yeah. Behind standing behind his truck. So, you know, that low pan is powerful. He's more powerful than a truck. Definitely more powerful than a truck. Like, and, Oh my God. And so, and then, so they, they hop out of the truck I guess I don't remember why they hop out of the truck. Uh, it seems like the right thing to do if you just ran over a guy and uh, everyone else jumped over your enormous truck <laughs> is to get out and see what's going on. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then Lopan shoots some light from his face. Of course. And blinds Jack temporarily. Temporarily. And by temporarily, I mean for Very like five seconds. For like five seconds until Wang uh, spra splashes street water into his eyes. And Dirty. then he's like, that feels better. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty 
gross alley puddle water. Literally an enormous puddle of water. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then, so they escape and then, uh, they crawl through. I think like you said in the commentary, they crawl through what looked like two fireplaces yeah. filled with trash. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're escaping and it's like, it's like they're going through, it's like, it looks like two fireplaces right next to each other. And both of them are just filled with trash. Did you notice by the way too, that they both crawl into two separate fireplaces and in the next shot they're in the same one yeah and and they're just crawling along and and also in the middle of it jack is somehow taking off his drug rug i mean you got to get rid of that drug rug honestly and i mean what what better place to do it than in a fireplace full of trash like literally full of like like Frito Lay bags and yeah. shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Like they don't they don't make it look like it's anything else other than like a garbage repository that yeah. they have to crawl through. Right. And then when they emerge, a Jack is gloriously tank topped. Oh. Showing those guns. And I, I will say I was like, holy moly, this guy is built. Ba beautiful. He is some because we saw him shirtless in Escape from New York. Yeah. Right. And that was mm, what? That was I, I don't 82 know, I, or 83. Something like that. A few years before. Yeah. But and I remember thinking like when I saw him shirtless in that movie being like, man, he looks like he's in really good shape. Like, you know, like. But when I saw him in this, I was like, whoa, like he is so much beefier in this movie than he was in that one. He's a total beefcake. He's a stud. Uh, He's got like that just big zesty mullet like yeah there's just no two ways around it it is it somehow looks like it's been blow dried five seconds before you see it every time you see it oh man like his hair is his hair is immaculate he looks like he's just about to play a hockey game (laughs) in every fucking scene maybe he's about to coach the 1980 american olympic hockey team to victory against the russian hockey team hey Lead, lead, lead him to the miracle. Miracle, you know? miracle. Uh, and then we see him in a beautiful powder blue silk robe, where he's on the phone to the insurance company. Yes. And um, this is the scene where Eddie shows up. Yeah, uh, the guy in the Joker suit. <laughs> yeah. And this is a scene where like it feels like there's a bunch of exposition going on, and I just couldn't quite keep up with it. Uh, I, I, what I, I never worry too much about this scene because I feel like it's like <clears throat> it hinges on Jack being dressed funny and like being like, Oh, my truck, like, Mrah. and then they go like, Oh, like Lopan is da, 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 da. Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, it's exposition, but what you really need to know is that Lopan is going to be defeated by ninja power. Right. And Gracie shows up at this point. Yeah. Um, well, she reappears at this point. Yeah. Um, and someone says she's a lawyer, and also her name is Gracie Law. Which, I mean, if your last name is Law, what else I mean, are you going to do? Fucking go with it. Yeah. You know, like, Gracie Law, what are you going to be, like a, like, a social services worker? Like, give me a break. Yeah, boo. Yeah, gross. There's a circle wipe. <laughs> which is really funny. Just love that wipe. And then um, they hatch a plan, I guess, to to try to go and get 
uh, the dude's fiance from a human trafficking scheme that's going on, I guess. It's yeah. human trafficking, right? Yeah. That's what it is. That's that's generally that's definitely the gist of it. I mean, yeah. they I feel like they downplay it a lot in this movie where it's just like, ooh, you, uh, Chinese girls with green eyes are more expensive. And I but I was like, okay, wait, they're buying and selling human beings? That's that's <laughs> that's literally human trafficking. That's it. It's extremely dark. Oh yeah. But they sort of brush over that. They they gloss over it. Like human trafficking is easy to ignore back in the old days. <laughs> I guess so. And they're like, ah, we're just here for one person. We don't That's care about right. the other the other victims. That's right. Um But so then they, they go to the place, they pull up in a car that looks a lot like Christine. I don't know mm. if you noticed. I didn't notice. The that. car they pull up in looks a lot like Christine, except it's pink instead of red. Oh, that's a bastardization of Christine. I think Christine yeah. would be rolling over in her cube. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, and then Jack has to go undercover as a nerd. As a nerd. Yeah. To... He's, 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 uh, he does his hair up and he puts on glasses and he's trying to get, what is it? It's like a bank loan or something, right? Is what, that, that he goes in there for? Yeah. What does he go in there oh, for? Oh, he goes in there to try to buy a woman. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> or a bank loan. Or a bank loan. I mean, loan. you know, I can't remember. six of one, half no, a dozen was, of the other. I was thinking of I was thinking about uh, used cars. Ah, uh, that's right. Because because we 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 saw that he that the suit he, that he wears in the scene is the same one that he wears in used cars. Apparently, yeah, he's like he's completely there, and he's he goes in and he's talking to uh, the Chinese madam. And yeah, he's being a total nerd about it. He's like, rrr, rrr, he's like, oh, looking rrr. for someone with green eyes, you know, and, and then, she's just like, there's no one here with green eyes. Yeah. And then she's very suspicious. Yeah. But and also then at the same time, like a Ghostbusters green portal opens up above the building and then like earthquake type stuff starts to happen. But then it's the three wieners. Yeah. The three wieners are uh, coming to. uh rake wreak havoc on you know just the wiener sphere yeah and and they kidnap uh wang's wang fiance wang's lady there you go the wang's uh, lady the lady wang lady wang they kidnap lady wang <laughs> <laughs> um they kidnap lady wang and then there's a there's a there's a big scene where like well it's not a big scene but then like it, it, it it's another one of those exposition scenes where I just like it felt like it was moving too fast for my brain. Yeah. And I did see that like John Carpenter said that like he modeled sort of the dialogue and the characters after like thirties and forties, like uh Howard Hawks, like film noir type of like, you know, real spunky, like fast paced kind of things, you know? Yeah, totally. It definitely feels like that, but it is also just like, I was just like, Maybe I just wasn't prepared for it or whatever, but I was just like, I couldn't really keep up with any of the exposition in this movie, which again, doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's not one of those movies where you have to know like the, the stringent like lore of the world. Like you just need to know like what the stakes are and you can get all that from context clues. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. It, uh, like the guys fighting and stuff like that. Like you, all you have to know is like they're like they think it's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> your microphone is drifting. Uh, Ooh. Down into my groin. Down to your third wiener. Exactly uh, <laughs> where I want it to be in my third wiener. Um, so, um, oh, um, so then, like, uh, Wang and, and Jack are going to, like, just bust into the place and get Lady Wang. Yeah. Um, and Jack has a, has a couple of really funny lines uh, where that I wrote down because uh, Kim Cattrall. Uh, what's her name? Oh, Gracie Allen. No, Gracie Allen. Gracie Law. Gracie Law. Um, who's Gracie Allen? I don't know. Um, that sounds like somebody's name. I think that might have been some, like, I, I don't know. Um, she, as said earlier, she's like, I would go in there, but they know who I am, and it'll it'll cause trouble or whatever. So this is the part where she's like, you know, I would go with you. And then Jack cuts her out with a really funny line going like, I know, I know there's a problem with your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and then he says the the most amazing thing that is like everything you need to know about the character where he's like, OK, you guys stay down. You guys stay here, hold down the fort and man the guns and we'll go in and, and get the chick. And then like he's like, if we're not back in two hours, call the president. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy actually thinks that he's like I, I rewound it a couple times. I'm pretty sure he says call the president. Yeah, hell yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. For anyone. He's a truck driver. Yeah. I would love it if I got to my life uh, got to a point in my life where I'm like, if this doesn't work, call the president. Right, right, right. And like people have to like take you seriously, like, oh geez. Well, <laughs> we've kind of been doing that on our podcast. I mean, look, if if you think this isn't working, uh contact us at at real Donald Trump on Twitter or at POTUS uh, at whitehouse.gov. That's true, actually. Uh if this podcast isn't working, I want you to let at real Donald Trump know like really hard. <laughs> and please. And don't be nice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not at all. No. Um, so they go in there and they, they pretend to be phone line repairmen by carrying a landline phone. Yep. <laughs> Which I guess I was like, I guess that makes some sort of sense. But it almost felt to me like if you were like trying to like sneak into somewhere by pretending to be a plumber and carrying a toilet like yeah like like, like, just got it this is what i'm here for you know yeah i'm here to fix your tv and you're holding a tv exactly (laughs) (laughs) but yeah but so they they just saunter right into the place and um then um they they don't really meet a lot of resistance no uh until they get his elevator and jack is like what is that? Some sort of Chinese counting backwards? And it's like, no, nah, it's an elevator, dude. Yeah. It's clearly an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, and so they go down and then they get trapped in the elevator and it starts to fill up with water. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they can't get out. Obviously. But then they get out. They obviously they escape. I mean, the doors open up very easily, even though. Literally one second before, it seems like they couldn't open the doors or get out of the top hatch or anything like that. And they and they swim away. They 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 swim away through a pool of skeletons, With, which mean, is really creepy. Well, this is something that I brought up while we were watching the movie, where it's like, okay, 
there's lots of cool skeletons and stuff like <laughs> like kind of like hanging out in the water but they had to flood the the elevator with water so those skeletons were just like sitting around on the ground like they've got like a bunch of like skeletons sitting around waiting for the <laughs> chamber to be flooded to like threaten people i guess well okay I'm just realizing two things here right now that we're yeah. talking about this. So one of the running things that was me that I really enjoyed was that like people around Jack uh, keep talking about the different specific hells yeah. that you can go to. And I think it really early on, like Eddie says, like Chinese people have a lot of hells. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. And it, every single time they mention it's like, you're going to go to the hell of getting skinned alive, you know, or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, um, when they come out of when when they swim to the surface of this pool with skeletons, I think Wang is like, it's the hell of upside down sinners. Yeah. I, I, so I thought that that meant that they were like hanging upside down, like by chains or something like that. And then now I'm also realizing that um, when the elevator starts to fill with water, uh-huh. maybe I'm like a dumb dumb for just now realizing this, but. I thought that it meant that like the elevator had stopped and they were in some sort of chamber and water started flooding in. But now what I'm starting to realize is like, oh no, the elevator was going down into a sunken flooded area. And that's why it looked like water was coming in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it matters one way or the other. None of it matters at all. Sure. Um, for, tr- for sure. But but that does that does explain the uh, skeletons? Yeah, I guess it does. I don't know. Yeah, him him saying the hell of upside down sinners actually explains it more than anything else. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I think, and then then they get tied up to wheelchairs, and then and then they meet David Lopan, who's in real gross makeup. Yes, he he looks like David Lopan looks like he's old enough. His face makeup looks like if somebody took their nutsack and like <laughs> fried it. You know what I mean, like. Like he looks so old and so gross. Like he's he's like a fried up nutsack with like really thin stringy hair. He's like a nightmare. Oh, he's he he's horrific. Yeah, yeah he he's absolutely. He's like uh, he's like the crypt keeper, but somehow worse. Oh yeah, yeah. He 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 doesn't make uh like puns about being a fiend or a ghoul. No. <laughs> No, but he definitely has like creepy little giggles and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) yeah, he does. He does like that, like witch cackle kind of thing. Yeah, Um, yeah. His makeup was really good. Um, He explains to them that like he needs he needs a woman with green eyes, you know, to lift the curse. Yeah, I guess. and then uh, nothing really comes of that scene. No, uh, not then at all. They then uh, Jack and Wang get thrown into a little 
prison cell by who we started calling wide face man yeah or mr wide face mr wide face mr wide face yeah if, and he, if you're listening and you watch it, you'll know who we're talking about. Well, he's one of the three wieners. He's one of the three wieners, and he's Mr. Wideface. And there's also Mr. Longhair. That's right. And then there's Mr. Raiden. Other. Yeah. Ra- no, Raiden is Mr. Longhair. No, I thought I thought Raiden was the third guy. Am I tripping? Oh, no, no, no. Maybe you're right. Well, then what? what's Mr. Longhair's power? Mr. Longhair had the back scratchers. Yes. And him and Mr. Wideface can fly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um okay, you're right. So so there's Mr. Wideface, there's Mr. Longhair, and there's Raiden. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um so they get thrown into this little cell and um yeah, they end up escaping. Uh I don't exactly remember how, but the, the the main the important thing I think is that Jack um not tied to the wheelchair anymore, but still just sitting in the wheelchair, then he gets launched down this long ramp. Yes. Which and is that's, a very fun scene. That's exactly what you want when you're uh when your main when your main guy is a very old nut fried up nutsack in a wheelchair. What you want is a long <laughs> downhill grade that uh that a wheelchair could go you know sliding down into into a well yeah yeah yes definitely uh but jack goes sliding down into it and he barely escapes he barely escapes but he does knock out a a couple of guys along the way oh yeah and i only realized tonight when we were watching it that the way that he saves himself is like when he gets to the edge, he grabs the wheels and stops them from turning. That's why he's like, yep. His muscles are bulging and shit and really yep. showing off his beefcake arms. That's right. Um, and then he, he hops out and he runs back and there's the great moment of Wang being like, good work, Jack. And Jack being like, Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> and then there's the really fun moment, too, of the three of them, like, switching guns, you know. Um, and then they devise this crazy plan that I don't understand that we talked about tonight, too. No, I don't think either of us understand it, where they, they go down the elevator to get to the area where all the women are being kept in cages. Yeah. It's also being guarded by all women. Yeah. Which I, I still don't know what that's about, but Equal cool. opportunity stuff, which yeah. I think is cool. No, I'm not However, complaining. However, the women guards get handled very easily by the men. That's right. And Jack is doing a, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, what did we say? A Lara Croft. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tomb Raider ledge, kind of thing. Tomb Raider ledge shimmy crawl to- type, type of thing. Yeah. To stay hidden, I guess? For what appears to be no reason. Yeah, because meanwhile, Wang is pretending to hold Eddie at gunpoint to get the guards to attention. get their attention, but I don't know why the Which, guards would care about Eddie because, and and it works. It does work. But I don't know why it works. For the life, of, like they just start attacking them. Like, yeah, I do, like nobody thinks that Eddie is like one of their guys or something. No, because he's clearly not one of their guys. Yeah, he's like clearly oh, not. He's dressed like, in a Joker suit. Yeah, save the nerd in the Joker suit. Um. So anyway, so it works. So they break out the the people from the cages, and then, um, 
uh, Kim Cattrall's character, Gracie, is the only one who's bound and gagged for some reason. That's right. Uh, she's probably mouthy from being kind of a Karen or something, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, but they but allow the Margot, the reporter character, to keep her pen and paper, as you pointed out. She, She's hanging out, just making notes, but uh, Kim Cattrall is hogtied yeah. and gagged. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jack comes to free her along with everyone else, but he does not remove the gag. Nope. And then they all start to run out. They all run to this weird room where there's like a little pool and uh, everyone. It's basically just, like a sewer. It's a sewer. It, yeah, it's the entrance to a sewer. Yeah. And everyone instinctively understands that if you can dive down into this pool that you can't see through the water. Yeah. Because it's gross and dirty. Then there will be a little, a tiny little tunnel that you can swim through. Yeah. And they all swim through the tunnel. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this is the part then when, they're, like, when they're on their way out and, like, they come up to this, like, big, like, garage door type of thing. Yeah. And Jack is like, everybody stay behind me. I got this. You know, nobody worry. It's, it's smooth sailing through here. And then he opens it up and there's a bunch of guys. Yeah. And he closes it. And it's a really funny moment where then, like, he sees all the guys and he closes it and he goes, we may be trapped. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. His delivery is perfect yeah um but it's a very indiana jones moment it's 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 the exact same thing in temple of doom when indy like runs around the corner like to chase one guy around and then he sees there's a million guys and he has to turn around and run away you know oh yeah and uh on this on this particular scene too uh you see that there's like a bunch of guys behind the door and he closes it and then they start coming through and he shoots a bunch of them but yeah. not all of them but he shoots a bunch of them. Right, right. Um, and then Wang beats the shit out of the rest of them. Yes. And Jack in, like, in classic Wang style. That's right. This is a. This is just a Whalen Wang. Oh, Whalen Wang is just fucking slanging that thing. <laughs> and Jack doesn't do shit. Yeah. He like like fucks off for a few seconds. He's like, gotta get, gotta get my knife ready. Yeah. Oh, I've got to get myself put together. And then like Wang is like flying around, kicking people in the face. Right. Right. And then by the time Jack is like ready to top out with his knife, be like, ah, then like Wang has already defeated everyone. Yep. So they're all running out of the front of this building and they all get away except, uh, Gracie because a statue opens up in the wall and she's like, Oh, I wonder what that is. Uh, better, oh, I better go check that out. Oh, I better go inside of this fucking statue. And then a fucking hairy monkey man arm reaches out and takes her. Yep. And uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons makes yeah. his. Uh, that that's his first. That's his first uh, appearance in the in the film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of the first appearance of like a creature in the film. Yeah. But we'll see a few more, but. I do kind of wish there was some there was more creature stuff in this movie. Yeah. You know. And the creature stuff that there is, I felt like it was a little bit lackluster. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Yeah. Not entirely. Totally. Um, but so they all get away and then they then they realize that, you know, Gracie's not with them and also Lady Wang is also not with them. They they <laughs> they failed to get Lady Wang and they also lost an additional person. Yep. <laughs> they, they fucked up. Yeah. Like I- entirely. They didn't do it. Um, they made things 
actually way worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, they all get together and Egg, like, it's basically, he's going to lead them all as a force to go and, like, uh, assault uh, the guy. Yeah. Assault What's Lopan. Lopan. Assault Lopan inside of his mall. <laughs> inside of his shopping mall. Where he's attempting to have a beautiful uh, uh, matrimonial ceremony. It's very nice. And also there are bountiful escalators. Yeah. And bountiful neon lights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Um, oh, we also see like the, the, like the, the Twin Peaks section of the, the guy's doing kung fu hypnosis on Kim Cattrall and Lightning Wayne. Oh yeah, that that that's that's one of my favorite sequences of the entire movie because Kim Cattrall and uh the Lady Wang. Lady Wang are sitting <laughs> there and they're apparently they're apparently already hypnotized. It seems like mark. it. Yeah, it seems like it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure but, either. Uh, uh, but the th- but the three wieners just start doing like karate stuff to them, which I guess entrances them further. It almost is like they're like at like a um uh like a, like a talent show or something where they're where yeah. they're trying to get their next belt. Yeah, know? totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, at least the first guy, because he's like the, the white Mr. Wideface. Yeah, Mr. Wideface. He's he's doing his thing with the with the two like blade things, and yeah. he's doing like a lot of ah, hoo, ha, right. hoo, ha, hoo. Like, he's like doing a little dance, basically. Yeah, and then it, it kind of goes on for a while, and I guess it's kind of impressive. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's impressive, you know. Uh, but then the next guy, Mr. Longhair. Mr. Longhair with the swords, his thing is not nearly as impressive. No, and it doesn't. It go. It's way shorter, and it's also just like him, just like being like, "Yeah, check this out." You yeah. Like, oh, watch this. Yeah. And then, and then Raiden doesn't do anything. Yeah, he <laughs> continues to do nothing with his lightning bolts. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then okay, so then so then, uh, Jack and Wang and Egg. What a collection of names, by the way. Love it. Jack and Wang and Egg. Jack, uh, Wang, Egg. That's a, it's, it's very masturbatory, doesn't it? Yeah, like Jack, somehow. Wang, Egg. Yeah, I don't know how Egg fits in there, but, well, I mean, I guess. I, I imagine you can j- ejaculate on an egg. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how babies are made. Is that how babies are made? <laughs> in general. I mean, I, I think, I mean, you know, not to put too fine a spin on it, but I think so. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, typically not with jacking off, I guess. I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. We're we're gonna have to table that because I've yeah, jacked off on a lot of eggs, that. and I, I only have two kids. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to table that and just like figure it out later. Cool. Uh. <laughs> Um, okay, so then, so those guys, um, they're, cro- they're like, working their way through the sewers. Sorry. Uh, the, so those guys are working their way through the sewers. And one of them, like a, a giant weird creature comes out and grabs one of the guys. Yeah. 
what's the deal with that creature? Because uh, there's no explanation whatsoever. No, because it's it's not one of uh, 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 Lopan's like minions, right? Or is it? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to be, but like it's never established. But just like by virtue of like it's snatching nature, I think you're supposed to believe that it is. I guess, but it's it's like it's in the sewers, like way before they get to Lopan's headquarters. Which I'm, I, I gotta say, I'm still pretty fuzzy on like what Lopan's headquarters were anyway, but or where they were, but that was never clear. Yeah, um, I've heard of Everclear, but never but clear? never clear. Oh my goodness! I don't want to drink that stuff. Oh, me neither. Or maybe I, maybe I really do. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, so it one, so so some weird crazy creature, and I, I like the design of that creature. Yeah, uh, you see it for like all of one and a half seconds. Yeah, and it eats a guy. Yeah, and then Egg is like, "You shall never come out again." Yeah, he's like he, a little he, late he, there, buddy. He throws he throws his popping balls, and he's like, "We won't be bothered by that again." But it's yeah. like, well, it already ate one of your guys, and like, you guys are past it. Like yeah. you're not gonna come by it again. Yeah, yeah, little like, late, little late. Yeah, like okay, yeah. <laughs> It's also I think I think it is also the first time that Jack sees like a weird creature thing and he kind of freaks out. Yeah, totally. Which is very understandable. I mean, it's funny the thing that this movie does of making Jack like the dumbass of the movie, but also like as the viewer, you're totally connecting with his viewpoint, you know. Yeah, totally. Or maybe I'm just <laughs> Is I say maybe I'm only saying that as a white person? I'd be very interested to know. Are Chinese people not shaken by this? Yeah, I mean, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I was yeah. gonna say like I. This movie feels like um. Like maybe it is uh. What, what am I trying to say? It, it's like, it feels more sensitive to other cultures than you typically get from movies from the time period. Yeah. But at the same time, it, I'm pretty sure the original script was like by two white dudes. And I think the rewrite was by two white dudes. And John Carpenter's also like, obviously like a white dude. Yeah. So I don't know how much like input there was from actual Chinese people. And like we said before too, like, like just saying like that someone is Chinese doesn't narrow down like actually what their actual culture is at all, you know? Cause yeah. like it's a, that's, it's a billion people in, yeah. a, in a country. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's not like saying like someone is from Cincinnati, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. They they like they like their uh, weird spaghetti chili or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, this is wildly off topic. Okay, but you know, in uh, uh, Missouri, where I'm from, uh huh. I-, I didn't know this. Even being from Missouri, I didn't know that this was a thing until I was in college. But I went to college in Columbia, Missouri. Apparently, toasted ravioli is a thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's not a thing in the rest of the country. No, it's not. Yeah, are you? Is it? 
No. Okay. I, th- I couldn't tell if you were fucking with me or not. I, no, I've, I've heard of them, but I've never had them. I, I, yeah, they sound no. good. Uh, it, it, going uh, to school in, in Columbia, Missouri, like there were some restaurants where that was on the menu as an appetizer, and it was like a finger food. And yeah. it was like, they give you toasted ravioli. It's so fucking good. And then like a little like a bowl of marinara to dip it in. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so oh. good. It's There's also a thing stuff. called Springfield Fried Chicken. Or, 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 sorry, Springfield Cashew Chicken. Uh, is that the same thing as Rocky Mountain Oysters? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because I've had, I've had those too. Uh, no, Springfield, Springfield Cashew Chicken is just regular cashew chicken that you would get at a Chinese restaurant, but the chicken is fried. Ooh. It's really good. That sounds good. I think that's also, like, you know, Springfield, Missouri. The point being that even in a state as backwards and ignorant as Missouri, there can be multiple cultures that you don't know about growing up. Oh, yeah, It is totally. amplified times a million in a country the size of China. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So. Should we take a break? <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I think it's a good idea to take a break. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and I think we'll finish this up when we come back. Yeah, we'll let, we'll end the plane when we uh, get back uh, after this. Bye-bye. Bye. And we're back. We're back. Um, we're just about to uh, finish uh, wrapping up talking about this movie. Um, I want to say though, we, we, we got to talk about, um, the part where like, uh, egg gives them all a magic potion to drink. Yes. Cause uh, what's up with that? I have literally no idea. Cause he says like, it'll make you see things other people can't see and do things other people can't do. And I, I guess that's the reason that like, it, it seems like that's the justification for like why Wang can fly through the air and do stuff like that. Yeah, but it doesn't it, seem to affect anyone else, really. Well, it seems like maybe that's the reason why Jack didn't kill himself, like going into the battle, too. Yeah, or accidentally kill anyone else. Yeah, because as the battle starts, everyone starts like screaming, and Jack starts shooting a gun into the air. and it, <laughs> Like it, a cowboy. Yeah, like a cowboy. And it uh, he fires it into. Uh, what what do you call it? It's like a doorway, like a yeah, stone yeah. doorway, and yeah. a bunch of a bunch of rocks fall on his head, <laughs> right. and he falls down, and he's down for most of the battle. Right? Yeah. He 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 knocks himself the fuck out. He I wrote down he Looney Tunes himself. Yes, um, like a total Bugs Bunny like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But so so when they're when they're drinking the thing, Jack seems like pretty hesitant to drink it because yeah. he, he really wants to know what it is. He's like, what's in this? I don't know. You know, like. And the way that um, Wang like convinces him to do it is by appealing to his patriotism. Yeah, where he, I he, I don't remember what he says, but he says something about like the stars and stripes, you know. Yeah. And then Jack is like, "Yeah, may liberty never die." And then he like yeah. chooses to it. And I was Fucking like, America or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's just another example that because it also happens with like with Egg trying to like bring out like the the forty four caliber Magnum revolver and being like it'll make you feel like Dirty Harry. You yeah. Know? Like everyone knows that Jack is a fucking dumbass and yeah. can be appealed to by his basest instincts. Oh yeah, totally. He's he's like a total Charlton Heston. Like, give me a gun and I'm like a big guy. And yeah, then, yeah. Like if he if he's like 
mostly if he's just like doing stuff like on his own, like he's like bonking himself on the head or something like that. Right. Oh yeah, totally. Or he's fucking freaked out. Yeah. And so then, so then the other thing I want to talk about is that, so they take the potion and then I think my favorite scene in the movie when they're all on the elevator going down. Yeah. And it feels like a total improv scene where they're all just standing there and, and Jack is just like, feel pretty good. I'm not even scared or anything. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like I, feel, I don't know what, I feel kind of invincible, you know? Yeah. Like, it almost feels like the potion maybe did nothing and it was a total placebo thing, but everyone else knew it, but Jack didn't know it. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I just really like that scene. Yeah. Because it's also just Kurt Russell, like fully in the character, like being a, fucking idiot oh yeah just like being like i mean he's like the epitome the epitome of like the i mean like the privileged white guy like yeah there, there there's almost no other way to put it where it's like he's he like he's there but he's not actually like participating you know what i mean like it's like no He's like, oh, I get it, but like he, like nothing's really happening to him except for like him like stepping on his own dick. Yeah, and he, but he still thinks that he's saving the day. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 and that's so. That's what happens in this whole final fight is that like this is all going on. Yes, he's down for the count for the beginning of it. Yeah, <laughs> and then when he finally gets up, like he does one thing, which is he stabs one of the guardian big guardian guys, but kind of maybe seemingly by accident. Well, he also gets trapped underneath. Yeah, him. the guy is so heavy, it falls on him and it kills him. But he, but he falls on him and then he's stuck with his like legs up by his face, like his knees up by his face, and he can't move. Yeah, it's, it's he he's he's killed an oni guy like yeah. in a kind of a yoga position, and the oni sort of like dies on him, and then like outside. Outside of being that that that's like his one act in yeah in this entire thing like he's completely down for the count for most of it yeah yeah definitely and yeah and and so we also see like uh uh low pan is like stabbing lady wang in the wrist yeah he's he's trying to conjure. He's doing his conjuration so that he can be made flesh. Right. Which so which they wait until he is made flesh so that then they can fight him. Yeah. Um, but so then they when they start fighting him, then the the, the big thing that happens is that Egg and and Lopan have a what do we call it? Like a like a Power Rangers Megazord fight. Yeah, like a it's like a force battle with like like magic <laughs> megazords. Yeah, and Lopan is doing Lopan, Lopan's gesture during this is like my favorite because Egg he has Egg has the stone His and he's old, yeah. and he's holding it in one hand and he's kind of going like like it's like coming at him yeah but Lopan he's got his he's got his two pinkies crossed and he's using his thumbs like as like a crank he, to he like, looks like he's playing um uh oh what are they called I said it in the thing but what are they called uh Rock'em Sock'em Robots That's yeah what it looks like he's doing like, yeah he's like yeah. and and like the faster he moves his little thumbs like that's like how much more powerful like his like uh uh sword fighting karate guy yeah they, is they, they, or they, they, samurai yeah. maybe i guess they're like s- the chinese color, samurai 
Chinese is that a samurai thing? Sky- no, because samurai <laughs> Japanese. Yeah. Um, but it's like they're like they're like colorful sky warrior things. Yeah. That and fight for all of ten seconds. They they take a couple of swipes. Uh, neither of them kill each other, and then. Uh, it seems that Lopan realizes that he's evenly matched or something. Yeah, but he says something. He's like, ha, you never could beat me. And I was like, I th- think he just did beat you. He at least didn't lose. Yeah, he definitely didn't lose. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lopan runs away with Lady Wang and maybe maybe wide, Mr. Wideface. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Kim Cattrall shows up again, and it reconnects with Jack, and then they they go out. Oh, and also Wayne gives chase to the the bad guy. Oh, wasn't wasn't this part of the this was this was something that we talked about in the commentary where uh, Kim Cattrall gets like knocked off of a yeah. thing and just disappears for a while, and yeah. then she just like reappears and like it's time to go. And right? It's like, it's like, hey, I'm here. Didn't you, didn't you just fall off of a platform looks, or something? The the last time you see her, it looks like she falls off of something really high. Yeah. And you think it's going to be like, oh no, what happened to her? And then just for maybe like three minutes, she's gone. And then she's just like, hey, I'm here again. <laughs> yeah. In impeccable makeup. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't look like she fell off of anything. No, I think she's fine. Yeah. Well, she is fine. Um, and so they, they give chase and they go into the elevator. Oh, but before they get into the elevator, Monkey Man shows up again. Yeah. Um, or Harry, as we were calling him. Yeah. From, you know. From the Hendersons. Har- Harry Henderson, I yeah. think is what we can call that guy. Yeah. Um, and he grabs Jack, but then... And now we had some disagreement with this while, about this when we were watching it. I thought that she... I thought that uh, Gracie kicked him in the nuts, the Monkey Man. You thought that she kicked him in the butt. It's... It's hard to say because a, a a nude monkey man like that, I feel like you'd be able to see his nuts. It was definitely like a kick in the nuts gesture, but you can't see his nuts. Well, it yeah, looked like but, a kick in the butt. But what do you want? I mean, do you want? I mean, think of every movie you've ever seen where someone gets hit in the nuts. You don't see a graphic close up of their naked nuts. Yeah, well, I would prefer to. Well, me too, <laughs> but you just don't, okay? Yeah. And beggars can't be choosers. Well, also, uh, they weren't like weird like Chewbacca guys who were not wearing pants. Well, this guy kind of was. He wasn't. The Chewbacca guy wasn't wearing pants. No, he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. He was, he was like Chewbacca is what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you, do you think Chewbacca doesn't have nuts? Chewbacca doesn't wear pants. No, I know he doesn't wear pants. Do you think he doesn't have nuts? Well, he probably does, but he's got so much thicker hair. Like, so does this guy. What are we talking about here? His hair is not that thick. What are we talking about here? Okay, his nuts might be very small. I'll I'll concede to that. Well, okay. How about this? He's a weird mythical monkey man guy. What if his nuts and his butt are in the same place? Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're in the Carpenter verse. What if it, now we're in the, <laughs> this is what the Carpenter verse has all been leading up to, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, oh no. So they're in the the elevator together, and Kim Cattrall and Jack Burton kiss. Yes. And they really kiss. Yeah. They kissed before, but he he seemed like he did it non consensually, and he she forced didn't want himself it. on her. Yeah, yeah. In the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. Eighty yeah. <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. And she like 
definitely didn't like it. But this time, she likes it. 80s style. 80s style. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. 80s style. That's right. <laughs> the, the title of the story should have just been 80s style. That's right. That's uh, right. But then I, I do like the thing that uh, where they come out of the elevator and he has her lipstick speared all over his face. Yes, and it's all and over his teeth. His teeth. Which yeah. we, so he what what is that? So was he biting her lip while they were that 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 can only be how that happens, right? It's just a it's a, it implies a very very hard makeout and maybe a little bit more lipstick than Kim Cattrall needed. Well, yeah, but she was also wearing like. Tons of other makeup, too. That was, like, part of the ceremony, I think. Sure. Totally. I made out with a guy one time who uh, was very bitey. Really? Yeah. Very bitey to the point when I, I like, oh, I it, it was a drunken night, and I made out with some random dude. Yeah. And um, I remember he was so bitey that I had to tell him to stop. And then the next morning, I woke up, and my bottom lip was really bruised. <laughs> I, uh... I was in a similar position one time with this girl that I knew and it was like she like we were kind of hanging out and we started making out and then she like started biting me and I was like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah. And then like nothing really happened. But then like the next day I woke up and I was like I had like bite marks on me and I was like. This fucking sucks. Like, I'm all covered in, like, wounds that I didn't get laid. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, like playful biting is fine, but it's it's easy to go overboard, I think. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was a fun segment. I feel oh, like that, that should have a- been a segment almost. We should have said that, that it was a segment. Uh, uh, that segment was called Sex Time. <laughs> <laughs> we just talk about... Uh, like unpleasant biting situations that we've both been in. That's right. Ooh, my balls were so bruised. <laughs> oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> um, and so then, uh, okay. So, so I think we're at the final confrontation between Jack and Lopan. Yes. And I, I, I love this. This is this is one of my favorite parts of almost any movie because it's like it gives you that whole like Adrian Barbeau in uh, uh, escape from New York, escape from New York, like thing where it's like, okay, she's barely done anything, but she's going to do something now. Yeah, yeah. And this is like Jack Burton's moment. Like his, his cleavage is out and he's ready to do like his one thing. So right. he, uh, he's watching, uh, low pan, like, you know, I guess pitch ghost woo with the girls or however you phrase it. And he whips his knife at him, but he misses and it hits the gong. <laughs> he, he misses by a wide margin. Misses the shit out of him. And then pretty quickly, low pan picks up the knife yeah. and throws it back at Jack and, Jack grabs it and throws it back and this time sticks it right in Lopan's forehead. And it happens so fast. It happens so fucking fast and Jack's Jack's uh uh reaction it's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes, baby. Yep. Um I yeah, I I just I I I love that it's so fast. I love that like 
but this is kind of where like and we don't have to get into it super detailed this time but like this is sort of where it's like oh okay this is a segment this is a segment and this is a segment that we've done before and it's called this is a big question for me okay um like it's 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 very obvious throughout the entire movie that jack burton is like you know he's painted as the hero but he's as the hero but he's really a dumbass and he's not really doing anything at all but this is the one thing that he does and it's so important and it's so cool yeah that i'm i i just want to know like if like if like if i ever met john carpenter like this would be the one thing that i would want to ask him if it, it, it would be like what were you trying to say with this moment you know, yeah like were you trying to say that like oh no he actually is heroic or were you trying to say, oh, no, he just got lucky? Yeah. Or, you know, like what, you know what I mean? Like, because like it, it's not at odds with the rest of the movie, but it but it it sort of it it, it throws a wrench into the thing. Like, you can't just say that Jack Burton is just a dumbass who doesn't do anything. Yeah. For the most part, he for ninety nine percent of the movie, he is. But he for this one moment, nothing. yeah, he does something that is so important and so cool. Yeah, that like, and and it's portrayed as being very cool and like uh, you know like and and like very like like whoa that was awesome you know like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I just don't quite I I I just don't quite know how to make sense of like uh, uh, of that. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't I don't know. I don't know what John Carpenter is trying to say with this. It it reminds me kind of of like the commies at the beginning of Escape from New York, you know, where it's like, yeah, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. You're trying to make us agree with this person. You're trying to make us like this person. Or are you trying to say this person's a dumbass? You know, like, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's something that kind of plagues me about this movie is like Jack Burton Jack Burton, he comes across and he's got like his machismo and like his kind of like chest thumping yeah. thing that he does. Yeah. But most of the time he's just like bonking himself on the head or like getting like trapped underneath people and stuff like that. Yeah. Until he kills Lopan. Right. When, and, and nobody else does it. There's like no two ways about it. Like Jack Burton is the only one who kills him. Right. And it, it is set up in the way that's like, oh, he's the only one who could have done it because we, you know, we saw early on that it's like it's all in the reflexes. Yeah. You know? Like, um, but then again, I mean, I guess maybe like, you know, once Lopan dies, Lopan wasn't actually necessarily the real threat here. You know, like it, it's the three wieners that are that still have yet to be dealt with. That's true. Which. Jack Burton doesn't conquer them at all. Other people conquer them or they conquer themselves. Yeah. Like the exploding guy. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's my favorite part where it's just like, he sees that Lopan is dead and he and just, just explodes, explodes himself. So, okay. So, uh, with no, no, by the way, with no collateral damage, he just explodes I himself. I know. Like, dude, you fucking wasted it. You you totally wasted whatever <laughs> weird, dumb power that was that you had. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think that was that segment. Um, yeah, this has been a big question for me. Okay, cool. Um. But yeah. Okay, so now I think we should move on because then, like, he yeah. So he kills Lopan, and so yeah. So then they come across. Um. 
uh yeah <laughs> mr Whiteface. yeah <laughs> who becomes mr whiter face his face gets so wide and then his uh feet expand and then he pops like a balloon yeah i don't i i yeah i don't know why he blew up but we already we we talked about that a it little makes bit. it makes no sense but i love that scene so much like watching like the, the steam come out of his nose like in that big face oh and i think i think that we should say that too that in in our watching it together for the for the commentary we discovered i think a a, a thing about this about that character that like the steam coming out of him is also the steam that comes out in the elevator scene where he knocks the knocks them out yep that's right it's his farts <laughs> yep he's it's, he's thunder he's, farts he's farting he's just like he fills himself up with his farts and sometimes it just gets to be too much and it comes out of his nose and then he explodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I've been there. Oh, I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. You know, um, then they start to get chased by uh Raiden. Yeah. Um, who spends a lot of time using his lightning to just destroy the building around himself rather than aiming it at the people that he actually wants to kill. He does not in the entire movie aim his lightning at anybody who would be affected by it. It's no. it's a, it's like a, it's like a show <laughs> thing. Yes, he he seems very much like uh He's like a peacock. Yeah, he's peacocking. Yeah, he's peacocking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, maybe he's just lonely then, oh, you know? You know how peacocks do that because they want to attract a mate. Yeah, and you know he's got to be lonely. He's got lightning coming out of his hands. Yeah. He's got a big weird hat, and he's hanging out with Lopan. You know that Lopan's not letting him get any, like, fucking runoff puss or anything like that? No, he's like, he's like I want a green-eyed girl. Yeah, I want a green-eyed girl, and I want to fly around with her on my, on my lightning rope. <laughs> and I want to blast ropes on her. You know what I mean? Come on, Lopan. Let Raiden do his thing. Lopan, uh, there's so many things to hate about Lopan and the fact that But this that is by far the most the main one. The most egregious thing yeah. is that Raiden is just only on electrical ropes and he's not blasting any ropes of his own. <laughs> I agree completely. The way they get away from Raiden it's pretty nifty. It's a little Batman crossbow rope pulley gadget. Yes. Uh, 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 heretofore unseen <laughs> yeah. gadget that uh, could have been useful for the rest of the movie. Uh, they use it to escape from Raiden. Uh, Wang waits around for a while before he escaping. Does. Yeah. But he escapes at the last minute, and then Raiden, I think, collapses the building on himself. No, um, uh, no, uh, uh, Egg, Egg. uh, pushes a statue onto onto him. Oh, that's right. And it, yeah. it bonks him on the head, and he falls down back through the hull, and then fire explodes out of it. Oh yeah, hell yeah. That's uh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I I just love seeing those explosions. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then they're all safe and they all get away. Um, Jack as they're escaping, Jack sees his truck again. Yeah. Um, they all pile in pile into his truck, blast out of the garage door, and uh, drive away. And that's I mean 
that's basically it. But I mean, and so then they all sort of like reconnoiter back at the um, Dragon of the Black Pool. I think is the is the restaurant that 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 uh, uh, Wang. Uh, yeah, Wang at. has the jacket for it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're all like sort of like. It's, you know, it's after the end, they've all, like, everyone's saved the day, everything's happy, you know, they're all eating food, they're all drinking beers and stuff. Yeah. And Jack is about to, like, head out again, and, oh, and then we also see, like, a, a thing that I really like, where, like, Margo and Eddie, like, sort of start to flirt. Mar- Margo is like, well, why don't you come over and show me, big guy? You yeah. Know? Like, you know, like, whatever. And Eddie is still dressed like the Joker, but he's, like, <laughs> yeah. he's, yeah. he's kind of going, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um... And then Jack throws his saddle back. Well, he gets his payment from Wang. Yeah. Which is triple the amount that he was originally owed him, which makes sense because, like, Wang is like, oh, you earned it. And Jack's like, yeah, I guess I did. Which, sure, he did. But also, where did Wang get that money? It wasn't like the bad guy that they defeated, like, gave them lots of money or anything. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so Jack is, like, leaving and uh gracie is there and margo is like why aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye and they have a moment where like you know like gracie is giving him like fuck me eyes yeah and jack looks at her and he's like no no not gonna do it yeah and they just i really like that actually i think that's a really smart like writing move yeah yeah i i love that and then like at the end he was uh kim cattrall was like Oh, like if you come back through, like will you look me up? And he's yeah. like, eh. Never can tell. Is yeah. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can read it one of two ways, I think. I think you can read it either that he doesn't give a shit about her, or you can read it in the way that I prefer that like he knows he's gonna be back around. He knows they're gonna see each other again. Yeah. And he's doing machismo bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll see you when I see you, girl. And right. then, like in like, you know, a month he's gonna be like you know, blowing her up. Like, oh, come, come next, next time he's back in, next time he's back in the neighborhood, like a month later, she's going to be like, Jack. And he's like, uh, huh? do I know you? <laughs> I've met a lot of green eyed girls who yeah. are flying around on swords. You're she's like, we specific. went through this whole thing together. <laughs> he's like, sorry, baby. He got a, yeah, yeah, I didn't Sorry, see you on girl, the Pork Chop Express. If you're going to ride the Pork Chop Express and get on the baloney pony, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific than that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the very last thing that we see is uh, him on the Pork Chop Express driving yeah. as he does at night when the he has a whole long thing, a fun monologue about being like, Oh, the rain is coming down and the sheets as thick as lead and a uh, dark stormy night. You just listen to what your old pal Jack told you, you know? Yeah. I can't see while I'm driving and I'm not going to start and now. I'm drinking a beer and I'm definitely drunk and don't pay attention to the horns honking at me that you can definitely hear in the background. <laughs> Hell yeah. And... That is the end of Big Trouble in Little China. No, it's not. There's one more thing. Oh, that's true. Uh, 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 Jack is giving another uh, soliloquy <laughs> soliloquy into his CB radio, and it pans back to the back of the Pork Chop Express. And who pops up? Harry. Harry. Harry Henderson. Fucking Chewbacca. Chewbacca with teeth. He's on there. He's after Jack, and that's where it cuts off. Yeah. So 
the end question mark which is a classic john carpenter thing that we see many times before he loves over, to do that over and over and over the end question mark he yeah. did it with christine he did it with the thing he did it, he's done it with everything he does it with everything like like the end or is, or is it? it i have a question for you andy sure let's say the ending of this movie plays out as it does do you think uh, Harry Henderson, Monkey Man, killed Jack Burton? Or do you think Jack was able to uh, fight him off and kill him instead? I feel like I feel like the Monkey Man would have come after him and Jack would have probably kicked him in his little nuts. That's just like my initial knee-jerk reaction. Okay. So I think that Jack would have escaped because the toothy Chewbacca is... Not so smart. Mm. And because I feel like Jack would probably kick in the nuts. Okay. You know? Fair. Fair enough. So I think that I think it's a I think it's a cliffhanger, but I think that Jack probably survived because it's all in the reflexes. That's true, it is all in the reflexes. I I have a different answer. Yeah? What's your answer? I think Jack got killed immediately. My man. I think I think Harry Henderson, before Jack even knew anything was happening, Harry Henderson reached into the door and ripped his face off. Yeah, hell yeah. And dead. He ripped his face and genitals off like a monkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then whoever is listening on the other end of the CB radio just heard like, Pork Chop Express. Yeah. And then like... Oh, the uh, w- take it from your old friend Jack Burton. Oh, my dick, my balls! Yeah. Ah! And then, and then that truck driver was just like, oh, "Old Jack, oh Jack, he's always up to something." Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. Are we? Are, anything else we want to say with that about that movie before we wrap this up? Um. No, I don't think so. I think we've. I think we gotten a lot of stuff. Uh, in on this tonight. Yeah. yeah. Go check out the Patreon. Um, there will be links on our on our website and links on our Instagram. Support Probably. us. Enjoy our commentary or don't. Uh, enjoy <laughs> lots of things. But support us. Give us some fucking money. What? Yeah, you need what, all your fucking money? What, what better... We, we thought, what better way to celebrate the holidays than by you giving us money? I... It's better to give than to receive. And I would like you to understand <laughs> that giving to us is so much better than receiving. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just want to leave you with that for uh, this holiday season. It's better to give than to receive. So give to us. Mm-hmm. And I guess your children and your family or whatever. I don't care about them. Neither do I. Who the, who the hell is a family these days? Not me. Not me. I mean, I guess I technically do. Yeah. My family's all eaten by bears. Um, Fun. Yeah. No, it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I mean, not cool. I mean, that my depends on the bear, I would imagine. Well, my mom screams. Like my mom's screams will cool. haunt me, but I mean, have you ever seen a bear eat a human? It goes fast. Well, pretty like I cool. said, I think it depends on the bear. That's true, I guess. If it's Fozzie Bear, it's probably pretty cool. 
Oh man, if it was Fozzie Bear, that would be cool. Yeah. The bear the bear that got my mom was the bear from the great outdoors that got shot in the ass with the Oh, uh, well, that just sounds hilarious. The great yeah. bald headed bear of Clare County. Yeah, I know. And it had a big bald ass too, and that kind of because, made yeah. it more surreal and upsetting. Of course, yeah, yeah. When it ate my mom. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note. On that note, uh, this has been my boss is John Carpenter, and I'm Andy. And I'm Tate, and we'll see you next time for the, the next, next movie. movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.